I'm Isabel Ashley, host of the Baker Radio Show, Broadway Bangers. My previous podcast talked about the history of the American musical and its evolution through groundbreaking musicals such as Oklahoma and Showboat, written by Oscar and Hammerstein. It also touched on Stephen Sondheim, a composer who changed the course of the modern American musical forever. So to follow on that theme, today I'll be analyzing the success of a musical who took the nation by storm in 2015, Hamilton. I'll also be looking at the history and hidden meanings found in the lyrics and how this musical set during America's birth provides themes and issues we still still deal with today in modern America. But it not only changed the way American musicals are written and performed, but it has changed American history. I am not throwing away my shot. I am not throwing away my shot. Hey, yo, I'm just like my country. I'm young, scrappy, and hungry, and I'm not throwing away my shot. I'm going to get a scholarship to The musical begins with the company summarizing Alexander Hamilton's early life as an orphan in the Caribbean with the most iconic rap of the show, Alexander Hamilton. How does a bastard Orphan, son of a whore and a Scotsman Dropped in the middle of a forgotten spot in the Caribbean By providence, impoverished and squalor Grow up to be a hero and a scholar After arriving in New York in 1776, Hamilton meets Burr, John Lawrence, the Marquis de Lafayette, and Hercules Mulligan and impresses them with his rhetorical skills and they all affirm their revolutionary goals together. The Schuyler sisters, Angelica, Eliza, and Peggy, are then introduced, who become very important later in the show. Well, all but Peggy. King George then insists on his authority, claiming that his formal subjects will return. During the New York and New Jersey campaign, Hamilton accepts a position as George Washington's aide-de-camp instead of field command, where he truly wants to fight. Hamilton marries Eliza Schuyler as her sister Angelica suppresses her feelings for the sake of their happiness, and Burr reflects on Hamilton's swift rise while considering his own career and more cautious style. Soon after the victory at Yorktown, Hamilton is selected as Secretary of the Treasury by newly elected President Washington, and much to the disdain of his wife with their newborn son, Hamilton leaves for Washington his ambition already taking over his life. Sir, do you want me to run the Treasury or State Department? Treasury. Let's go. Alexander. I have to leave. Alexander. Look around, look around at how lucky we are to be... In the second act, in 1789, Thomas Jefferson and Hamilton debate the merits of Hamilton's financial plans during a cabinet meeting in the style of a rap battle. Eliza and her family, along with Angelica, who is back from London after settling for a rich Englishman, travel upstate during the summer while Hamilton stays back home to work. He begins an affair with Mariah Reynolds, making him vulnerable to her husband's blackmail. Sir, I hope this letter finds you in good health and in a prosperous enough position to put wealth in the pockets of people like me down on their luck. You see, that was my wife who decided to... Hamilton, Jefferson, and James Madison create the Compromise of 1790 over a private dinner. 
Burr is envious of Hamilton's sway in the government and wishes he had similar power. Washington decides to retire from the presidency, and John Adams becomes the second president and fires Hamilton. Things only get worse for Hamilton when his affair with Reynolds becomes public, damaging his reputation as well as his relationship with his wife, Eliza. Their son, Philip, dies at age 19 in a duel, causing a reconciliation between Alexander and Eliza after they move to uptown to acquire their location. Hamilton's endorsement of Jefferson and the presidential election of 1800 results in further animosity between Hamilton and Burr, who challenged Hamilton to a duel. Hamilton dies, and Burr laments that even though he survived, he is cursed to be the villain who killed Alexander Hamilton. The close of the musical is a tear-jerking reflection on historical memory in who lives, who dies, who tells your story. Let me tell you what I wish I'd known When I was young and dreamed of glory You have no control Who lives, who dies, who tells your story The musical made its off-Broadway debut at the Public Theater in February 2015, where it sold out. The show transferred to Broadway in August 2015 at the Richard Rogers Theater, and it quickly became one of the most successful musicals in history. In the summer of 2016, Hamilton received 16 Tony Award nominations, the most in Broadway history. It also won 11 of those, just one short of the record set by the producers. It became the recipient of the 2016 Grammy Award for Best Musical Theater Album. Hamilton became one of the very rare, rare musicals to win the Pulitzer Prize. It also made Lin-Manuel Miranda one of the few musical theater writers to be honored with a MacArthur Grant. And it has reset the metric on what people are willing to pay for Broadway tickets. While tickets through the official site run from $139 to $549 back in 2015, prices for tickets on the secondary markets have crested at $2,000. The advance sale, which topped $57 million, set another Broadway record. So, what is all the hype about? According to the Guardian article, why Hamilton is making musical history is because it fuses American history with current politics, using a soundtrack of American popular music and one of the most inventive librettos ever written. The result is that nearly every song in the show works as a complex historical concert, laying musical pasts with the musical present, just as the historical past mingles with the political present. Hamilton is the kind of transformative theatrical experience that has only happened a few times in the history of American musicals. The sidelining resonated with Miranda, himself the son of a Puerto Rican immigrants, as an emblematic instance of the nation's treatment of immigrants, both as individuals and as a collective part of the nation's history. Those twin institutions sparked a musical about historical, cultural, and political inclusion in which an almost entirely non-white cast plays the Founding Fathers. The result is the most unexpected of phenomena, a Broadway hit that is about political, economic, and racial history while also offering an implicit but acidic running commentary on the racial and cultural politics of the U.S. today. And how does Miranda weave so many different styles into one musical? According to the same Guardian article, much has been written about Miranda's wide-ranging but acute musical references from a Britpop-inflected George III. When push 
comes to shove I will send a fully armed battalion to remind you of my love To the three Schuyler sisters singing about New York and the manner of Destiny's Child. From the notorious Big to Candor and Ebb. Miranda's lyrics are dizzying. He rhymes Socrates with mediocrities before linking manumission, abolition, and ammunition. Gilbert and Sylvan are not only sampled, they are schooled. Miranda gleefully told a journalist he felt he'd improved the rhyme in Gilbert's famous patter, which becomes George Washington's rap. Now I'm the model of a modern major general, the venerated Virginian veteran whose men are all lining up to Almost all of Hamilton is sung through and as an opera. There's very little spoken dialogue and much less rap than some accounts might suggest. When rap comes in, it is with practical, tactical brilliance, as when Miranda turns cabinet battles into rap battles in which Jefferson and Hamilton face off and drop the mic in reference to Eminem's Eight Mile. Hamilton and Burr's fatal duel is likened to gang violence by sampling the legendary Ten Crack Commandments by Notorious Big. It Must Be Nice to Have Washington on Your Side is sung by Burr, Jefferson, and Madison and is evidently about President Washington's patronage of Hamilton but it is also becomes about modern disfranchisement. Alienated citizens who feel that Washington, D.C. is not always on their side. A song called Wait For It is about Burr's character, but also how destructive it has been for communities of color to be told to wait their turn. Wait for it. Life doesn't discriminate between the sinners and the saints. Miranda is putting immigrants and the descendants of slaves, black people, Latinos, and Asians, low-income kids with little hope for the future, in the room where it happens. The ambitious individual left out of the smoke-filled room becomes the emblem of entire groups excluded from power. Hamilton's wife, Eliza, initially wants to take her place in history, but when Hamilton betrays her, she burns their letters to control the narrative. And then in the end, when Hamilton has died and is at far too young of an age, Eliza sings, I put myself back in the narrative. Miranda returns in closing to the question of competing historical versions in a song in which Washington, Jefferson, Madison, and Eliza all admit that what matters is who lives, who dies, and who tells your story. But Hamilton has begun gone beyond the realms of musical theater and has impacted the nation beginning with the $10 bill. According to Playbill.com, U.S. Treasury Secretary John J. Liu announced April 20, 2016, that founding Treasury Secretary Alexander Hamilton's portrait will remain on the front of the $10 bill, while former President Andrew Jackson's visage will be replaced on the $20 bill with the portrait of Black freedom fighter Harriet Tubman. It has also increased genuine diversity on Broadway, since in 2016, 14 of the available 40 nominations for Broadway performances went to actors of color, a welcome change from a few years ago, hashtag OscarsSoWhite. Of those 14 spots, seven went to Hamilton actors. Hamilton fills its stage with many races and ethnicities, of whom have not been afforded the same opportunities as their non-white counterparts. 
Hamilton was released right in the middle of 2016 election campaigning period, and it served as a sharp rebuke to Trump's nationalism. With its color-conscious casting and emphasis on many revolutionary war heroes as immigrants, Hamilton reminds us that many of the people who made America at all, great or otherwise, were not born here, and that their contributions remain invaluable. Other contributions have been the real estate boom near Hamilton's former home, a spike in sales for Ron Chernow's biography on Hamilton, which served as the inspiration for the musical, and an increase of tourism to the Museum of American Finance and the Trinity Church where Hamilton was buried. So I feel that I have put up a pretty good argument about how the hype for Hamilton was not overhyped. Now, I hope I don't upset anyone by saying that I was lucky enough to actually see this show in person and on Broadway, (laughs) New York actually, with the original cast. Yes, I know. I'm very lucky. I'm blessed, honestly. Uh, I I will say that Lin-Manuel Miranda was actually not in that performance. It was on a Sunday and that was his day off. But I did get to see his understudy who performed for President Barack Obama. So I feel like if it was good enough for Barack, it's good enough for me. <laughs> it was it was truly fantastic. I remember watching probably my favorite song and scene, Satisfied, with my brother. And my brother said, oh my gosh, this that moment was the moment I knew that this show was a big deal. And it really was. It was incredible and not just not just artistically with its choreography and its music and its acting it was it's it's a show that's impacted the United States probably more than any other show and so if you haven't already listened to the soundtrack I highly recommend you start delving now it's never too late it's on Spotify for free which is another reason why this show is so important is that it it gives accessibility it is um, countered robots who purchase all the tickets and sell them at high prices um, it did a lottery to give away tickets it's just an incredible show making it accessible for everyone which is a big theme in the show just for for inclusion so I hope you enjoyed listening thank you so much and if you haven't already checked out Broadway bangers. I highly recommend it because I will probably be playing some songs from Hamilton. Thank you. Just to wait.